Welcome to the Kitchen Steak, guys. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started. I'm gonna get Stanley to introduce herself so you guys get to know a little bit about ourselves, but as well as our story. So, swing it off to Cindy. Hello, you guys. My name is Cindy. I'm very excited about this podcast because we have so many things upcoming and I'm very passionate about many things, but one of the things I'm very passionate about is spreading awareness to lower income communities to help us grow generational wealth because a common problem in communities of color, especially in community of Latinos, is that we don't have the knowledge and the resources in order to power ourselves to get out of situations. So I use this passion in order to use this podcast with my co-host to make things better and easier and just spread knowledge that we get to know that way our communities get better. So I'm very excited to get this started. All right, so let's run it up through real quick. Uh, I'm Jason, came here about 10 years ago. Um, I got introduced into real estate about two years ago, because I wanted to be able to help out not only my family, but along with fellow families as well. And that's kind of what's gonna go down in this show. We're gonna bring different guests from all over Vegas, along with you know different parts of the states as well, to be able to tell us their story and how it can inspire you and your next generation after you. For those of us just joining us, our topic of conversation today is gonna be what made us choose to be realtors and be able to help us out. So Cindy has a very beautiful story she wants to share with us, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so my story. Thank you, Jason. For my story was that I saw my dad actually go through something really bad. So he got glaucoma, and glaucoma is very, like, genetic. So I could possibly get it. My siblings could possibly get it. And it's also very expensive, and it's very scary. Glaucoma is a disease that kind of clogs up the arteries in your eyes. So that's what I, I've never done really too much research in it because it terrifies me. So I kind of just like, if I'm wrong, somebody could correct me. But it causes blindness and pressure. And one of the signs is pressure in your eyes. So my dad always struggled with that his whole life. And I felt like that to me was very scary because I had to take care of him. And since he didn't work, our household income went from a lot to a little bit. And we ended up losing our house. And um, my dad was asking for jobs. And I felt like that was very, very painful for me because my childhood went from enjoying it to basically my mom getting two jobs and me cleaning the house, taking care of the kids, taking care of my dad. And I felt like I told myself at like 10 years old, I never want to make my kids go through this ever. So I want to make sure that I'm financially stable enough in case anything ever happens to me. My kids can enjoy their youth, can enjoy their time never feel like, and it's not my parents' fault, but I just want to make sure that that never happens. And if it does happen, I'm 110% prepared. So they don't have to take care of me and go through that because I felt like I had to grow up super fast and I missed out on a lot of stuff. And I'm kind of grateful for it because it made me very thick-skinned and made me want to do a lot of things in life. But it also upsets me because I look back at it and then I'm like, well, I didn't get to enjoy my childhood that much. And it made me grow up too fast and a little bitter in the inside, getting personal. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> I see that. Well, you know, you know what, though? The interesting part about all this is, right, they say that those of us who actually go through things, yeah. we don't want to go through them again. Which is interesting to know because any kind of successful person you want to go ahead and ask, mm -hmm. they're going to go ahead and tell you that their story is kind of similar. They went yeah. through a struggle. Um, mm -hmm. I can't really, be, can't really remember where I heard this before, but somebody said before, 
you know, I started walking, my son's gonna drive a Mercedes, his is gonna drive a Bentley, and the generation after him is gonna start walking again. You know, and I feel like that's powerful, right? Because- It's very powerful. Right, because if you're comfortable, you don't grow. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to put yourselves in those situations where mm-hmm. you are gonna bond yourself to grow. And thankfully enough, you know, um, not saying that your story is not yeah. bad or good, I want to say thankfully because guess what those tragedies or you know those tests made you the strong woman that you are now yeah thank you so <laughs> you you got to see it like that right you got to always take everything with a grain of salt so mm-hmm. most successful people have gone through stuff yeah they have. so you know that's that's kind of interesting that we're here yeah. at this point right now talking about our stories because they are kind of like a little bit intertwined or a little bit similar or parallel if you want to put it that way mm-hmm. um when it comes to me, I, I'm gonna. I feel like at some point I grew up with a silver spoon, but not really. <laughs> me too. Like I feel like there was a point where my parents got really, really well off, which I think. So I kind of, I had a really good childhood, but at the same time I didn't because of those like very dark years. So it was like five years of dark years, but they were like so young. But then they turned around and they gave me like a great life. But it doesn't take away the, the years that I, because those years really more to me. So my question to you is, what's your story? Because I'm, I'm interested in yours too. I really haven't heard yours. So this will be my first time here. Yikes. Oh, <laughs> for real? Haven't talked about this, huh? Yeah. Man, this is the first time, man. So if you see tears, <laughs> we'll, we'll edit them off. Uh, yeah. No, but. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all honesty, um, you know, I grew up jumping from, first, my mom's always been a hard working woman, you know, yeah. she's the hardest working woman I know. So yeah, you know, my dad, along with that, when he was alive, he was very hardworking as well. So my life started in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I was born there. So my first four years of life, um, yeah. I was over there in the city, you know, they had their own little um, or, you know, what's called a uh, like a poetry shop, I guess that's what it's called, right? Like, like a, a cafe or algo así. A cafe? No, butcher shop is like butchery. Oh, butchery. oh, uh, I thought you said poetry. Carniceria, kind of like that, right? Carniceria, like, right, right. my bad. So, so, <laughs> mis papas empezaron ahí, they had a butchery, I want to put it like that, rough translate. Mm-hmm. Um, like carniceria. For like, basically all I knew, right? Um, when, in 2004, you know, things happen in between young couples and everything. You know, my mom was kind of like 21, I think. So very young. Like my age. <laughs> yeah, so very young. Uh, she ended up coming here to the United States. She left me with my aunt. Uh, I grew up with my aunt till I was about nine. Um, lost my dad around when I was seven. So, you know, that's kind of one of those things, right, that kind of like makes you feel look at life a little different. Then I came here actually in 2010, thanks to my stepdad and my mom. You know, I never really lost a father figure again a gather figure that's how i see it you know my stepdad thankfully he's been more than a dad to me he's taught me all the things he knows and i've seen him grow and that's mm-hmm. the point that we want to touch on right now my parents came here my mom was working two jobs she worked at a walmart she worked at the casino so my stepdad too you know he when he married my mom and this is a great example i feel for fellow parents or you know fellow step parents that are joining their kids right you take that person you take it with their kids like you got to take everything man and you got to love those kids like they're yours 
because that's how that's how I see it. You know, not, I'm saying that's what you should do, but I'm saying most likely. No, not you're right. Love you them should. Kids, you know, I've heard a lot of sad stories because people don't know how to be step parents. Exactly. So with that being said, right. So I saw myself that he did a lot of sacrifices, uh, to be honest with you, up to this year. Keep in mind, we moved here in like 2012, about mm -hmm. roughly. Um, he, he had a BMW. He sold that. So Playboy Live is over for him. He got mm -hmm. married. Um, bought himself a 2001 99 Honda Odyssey minivan to give to my mom so she can hold the kids around. We still have it. Still there. Um, after that, my stepdad basically stopped renting where he was mm -hmm. in California. So his own apartment stopped renting, lived full time on his truck to be able to pay for the house that we had here. You know, support me, my brothers, my mom. So he has done a lot of things like that. Along the way, though, um, I don't know exactly where it started for him. He started becoming more and more entrepreneur mentality. And that's kind of where my has rubbed off on. You know, his, his mentality of always wanting to do better than last year has rubbed off a lot of me. And that's kind of why I became a realtor. Because I saw my parents, you know, we started in like a very small house we rented out the other rooms and then for that we ended up getting a second house and then they got the, the third that was there on right now so i'm not saying you know it's like a big success story but it is for us you know so with that being said i kind of started doing real estate to cut it short i kind of started doing real estate because i want to help more families grow their perspective in you know life yeah. you don't have you don't have to necessarily go to college to have a good life all you have to do is make sure you're able to be more productive than you were yesterday in the year before that. Mm -hmm. Always be willing to learn, humble yourself, be the dumbest person in the room so you're able to learn. And I feel like thanks to my parents that they set that foundation for me of my mom's hustle and my stepdad's perspective of being able to back away a little bit, learn it, and then come at it harder. Like I'm a good mix of those, of both. I learned something, drop there because I could do it relearn myself and build myself back up so that's a little bit about me in oh, term. well um, that's super inspirational um i'm glad i got to hear that from you to be honest like you said it doesn't have to be a big success or it's a successful story but it's yours and that's what matters because you're proud of it so i'm very proud of you <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know thank you i appreciate that though mm -hmm. it, it is one of those things right like for your example, for yours, right? Mm -hmm. They're unfortunate circumstances for the both of us. Mm -hmm. You know, um, are we are we the oldest ones in our family? I have an older brother, but technically I am the oldest one since, well, no, I'm not the oldest one, but um, my brother wasn't really raised with us. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. No, you wouldn't have to get into details with that, right? But you were the oldest in your household. Yes, like I was the oldest in my household. Exactly, yes. so you were bound to take care of your brothers and mm -hmm. all the other stuff. And you know, it, it's tough. I get it. You know, I know almost every frozen food at Costco. <laughs> and that's why I cook a lot because I hate frozen food. So, but because why? Because that's what our parents will give us because they were working so much all the time, right? It was the best that they could afford, but at the same time, it takes away from that family meal aspect, right? Yeah. So giving them back a little bit back to you, mm -hmm. what I want to ask you is what was the point after that, that you decided, okay, you know what? Like I'm already have that leadership mentality. How do I step it up? Like, what was that turning point for you? I think it was the fear of disappointing my dad and the 
um, just going up and seeing all my friends, you know, be, well, I had friends and many of them fell out because of situations of like certain things that were going on. And I just thought to myself, like, I don't want to be a stereotype. I don't want to be another number that happens. I want to do something about it. I want to change. I don't want to be in this situation. Like I want to come out and I want to break that poverty chain and make sure that once I go at it, I never come back. And it's because losing people that you love to drugs or seeing others because of certain situations that they're in is super sad. It's really sad and it's very traumatic because, I mean, I came from a loving household and yes, we had situations, but we always managed to talk it out, but not many people do. And I grew up in an area where it was mixed. Some people had really good parents, some people had bad parents, but our friendships always intermingled like because of where I'm from. So when I saw my friends who had great parents, who had friends who didn't relate because they had okay parents, some of them like never came back to school. And like when we would hear about them a couple of years later, they were gone. So that to me like traumatized me. So I made sure like I want to get out there and make sure that, you know, I want to make it. And I want to make sure that I make my voice out there so kids know that they can make it too. And when, when they're out there and when they're passionate about stuff, go get it because the world is, has no limits. You just got to be that engine to chug that train, in my opinion. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, uh, go, go to back to you a little bit. Like, that's, man, that's tough. I I could go ahead, you know, and say that I know the pain, but I, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't. We're, we are two different, two different people, and mm-hmm. this is what has forged you. You know, um, it's one of those things where you feel like your world's ending, in a sense. And that's what pushes you. Yeah. That's what makes you better. That's what motivates you. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you have to be able to make that difference between, A, am I going to let myself just feel sad? Or or am I going to get up, you know, and then inspire others along the way? Because we can't change what happened, but we can change what's going to happen. You know, yeah. and I feel like the important thing about this podcast is going to be, all the young generations are going to get to inspire, you know, because at the end of the day, guess what? If one person, <laughs> I, I, if one person tells us, hey, I listened to your podcast and it really, it really helped me. Oh, that you know? would be great. Yes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. With one person, you know, because that's what I'm trying to do. We both had our dark spots. Um, you know, I'll probably talk about mine here sometime later. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough, right? But yeah. It's good that you were able to open it up because guess what? This way, people understand that, hey, you know what? This person has been through this stuff and they've made it. So you're already inspiring others by doing this stuff. And I try to be super positive because it's like, if you're negative, and I literally changed that mindset like a year and a half ago, because I was being a very negative Nancy. Um, This is why you should never be negative. I used to be very negative. I would wake up and I would be like, you know what? I don't care. I don't want to do this. I gained a lot of weight. I didn't. I never posted anything. I never did my makeup, and I wasn't happy with anything at all. Like a year and a half ago, and then my mom would even tell me like, "You're not yourself. What's going on?" And I just told myself like, I, and I'd be like, "Don't talk to me." Like just very negative. And so one day I looked at myself in the mirror, and then I was like, "What are you doing?" Because I lashed out really bad, 
And I came to my room and I looked at myself and I was like, this isn't you. Like, what are you doing? And I told myself, no matter how bad your day is, tomorrow you start it and you make sure it's okay. Obviously, it didn't. I tried and it got negative, but my intentions weren't there. So every day it got easier, but a lot of people look at me and they're like, hey, you have really good energy. Like I could see it through your stories. And I'm like, well, thanks. Like that's, that's, that's what I want because it took me a lot to be a positive person because I had to train my mind to wake up every single morning and be like, be positive. You are alive today. Make it worth it. And little by little, my brain started being like, okay, positive, 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 positive. And I ended up being positive. Obviously, I still have my moments and stuff like that, like we all do. But I, it really changed my life, too. Like, now I look at a situation where the old me would have been like, okay, I'm done. Like, my day's done. And now I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like, somebody else in the world, like, they always say, like, oh, somebody else is having a worse day. I think about it, and I really grasp it because somebody else is really having a bad day. And I'm like, I don't want to be in their shoes. This is nothing compared to someone else. And that really humbles me and makes me feel better about it. Of course, we're human and we're allowed to feel feelings. But sometimes we also have to be grateful about stuff and be like, you know what? It's not a big deal. Let's go about it a different way. Exactly. You know, I, I believe a lot in the contrast. Like you mentioned a little bit right now that... And, you know, I, I kind of like told out a little bit because, you know, it's here in this is kind of I'm grateful that I'm here and we're able to share it with the rest of the people. So with that being said, when you put yourself to like comparing yourself to others is not right and you shouldn't do it. But if you know how to do the right way, it can actually help you mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. For example, like you said, if you have a bad day, but at the end of the day, me and you, we kind of still have a roof for it. We still, you know, aunque sea los frijolitos y tortillas en la casa, nunca faltan. Yeah. Entonces, that's, that's, that's what we have to be grateful for our parents. Because they're the ones who taught us like that. You know, we see, and for those of you who don't know, we live here in Vegas. We see a lot of things every day. Mm. You know, we see it all. Like every other part in the world, we have, uh, we have poverty, we have rich, we got drugs, we have all that stuff. But also, we have education. And we have motivators. And we have high-performance individuals who inspired not only me and Cindy, but also, you know, the rest of Vegas. There's beautiful parts about Vegas as well with that. Yeah. So when you're able to draw yourself back down and ground yourself into the fact that, hey, you know what? I have a good starting point. Let me make this better. Let's work one more day, one more thing, one more workout, one more call, whatever <laughs> you want to look at it, mm -hmm. you know? That's, that's kind of what, that's the dream. The dream is that you made it. I'm driving a Lamborghini now. No, the dream is like all those calls you had to make, all those meetings you had to do, all the people you had to handshakes with. Like those are the things that will get you to where you want to be. But you have to realize that ground myself, know where I'm starting mm -hmm. and just do one thing at a time. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you're right. And then going back to the older sibling thing, I'm actually super super happy i'm an older sibling i can't see myself as a younger sibling and this is why i'm very happy to be an older sibling i'm happy to be an older sibling because it has taught me to be tough it has taught me to love very hard because i love my siblings so much it has taught me to be strong because people know that when you're the older sibling you always have the burden not the burden but the paying the bills for first generations, 
doing the translations, being the first to go to school, not knowing English and learning English and all that stuff I did. So it was very hard for me, but I made it easier for my sister and my brother. And to be honest, I wouldn't have had it any other way because it made me stronger. It makes me proud of who I am. And I love my siblings. So the fact that if I can make their life a little bit easier and if I can help my parents, it has taught me to be tough. It has taught me to love, like I said, and it has made me just the person I am. So I'm super, super happy of being an older sibling and I wouldn't change it for nothing ever. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, I feel like, man, it, it's so I'm so grateful about this right now because our lives are kind of parallel. And I think I told you this before, you know, off camera before, like they're kind of run parallel to each other. You know, we're both very older similar. siblings. Yeah, we're both older siblings. You know, our parents had their story, came in here, learning English, being bullied. I don't know if you ever got bullied. Oh, I got bullied school. bad. You don't even want to hear my bully story. It'll cry. It'll make you cry. We'll, we'll talk about bully stories here a little <laughs> bit later. Don't, don't bully people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, for mine, you know, just let's just touch a detail on it. Let's get the elephant out of the room. I think for mine, it was... I got pushed down the stairs in middle school for like about a good three to four weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Tony, if you're watching this, look where I'm at now. No, I'm just kidding, man. Oh, love, you know, if you want to buy a house for me now or need me to help you, I'll be more than Kids glad are to help cruel. you and your family. So, yeah, you know, one of those things is like, it will help you. You know, the, the hard things that happen to us, they will make sure that we're better off. Like you said, to inspire our fellow siblings. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they don't have it as tough as we do. Mm -hmm. And if we manage to do that, then that's about a one for us. Yeah, definitely. I'm super, like you said, I got bullied really bad. <laughs> and um, I'll brush over the details because there, it's a lot. But um, that also made me who I am. So everything that I look at, I look at life as a learning lesson. And everything I've gone through has made me who I am. And I love who I am. Because I'm me. And I'm not afraid to be me. Like, you want, you want something told? I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a nice way. Or I'll tell you in a mean way, <laughs> depending <laughs> who you are. But I'm I'm proud of who I am. I love who I am. And I'm happy of everything I've ever done in my life. So every bad moment I've had in my life, I've registered it and try to see what that bad moment has made good for me. So the bullying, okay, that was hard. But look, now I can take down stuff from people. And now I think as criticism as the best teaching method. And maybe if I wouldn't have got bullied, people telling me stuff made me wouldn't even want to quit. Um, the hard childhood, like being the oldest, that made me love, made me want to be like mother bear. So that makes me protective. So now with my clients, I'm like, <laughs> you want to mess with them? You can't mess with them. You see what I'm talking about? So every little aspect of, has li of my life has made me me. And that I love that about me because I love being protective. I love being the older sister, like I said. The bullying, I love the tough skin I have. Tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can do it better. Everything, my dad being hard on me, everything has made me me. And I wouldn't go back in time and change it because the person I am has brought me to where I'm at and where I'm going. And I'm proud of that. So I guess if we're going to answer the question, honestly, and hopefully you can agree with me on this, I guess the turning point in both of our lives was realizing that, hey, you know what? <laughs> Things don't get easier. We just got to get stronger. Like, that's it. 
That's the bullies. <laughs> Thank you, bullies. <laughs> Thank you, bullies. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> I hope you fell down the stairs once. I felt that. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it was painful. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, like I said, right? Things will forge us. Like, that's, exactly. That's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm thankful where I'm now, compared to where I was a year from now. Mm -hmm. I I'm gonna be 100. I used to hate Vegas a year ago. What? <laughs> You know what though? I am very grateful that at the beginning of this year, I got back to go back home in Guatemala. Saw kind of where I came from. And it kind of like when I came back, I kind of just wanted to work harder because at the end of the day, for me, the turning point is going to be, I want to help my mom retire early. I want to help my family be able Aww. to be comfortable every day. You know, maybe not have to worry about working. And if that has to fall on me because I am the oldest brother, I'm okay with that because that's what life has taught us me and you, that we have to make sure we get through things. Either, you know, we'll be able to get stronger by ourselves or we'll learn from others, but we're going to get it done. And that's what's going to make us great realtors too. Yeah, That's what has made us great realtors to this point as well. Mm -hmm. And every client can vouch for us there too, because they know that you can either be like Smiley Cindy or Smiley Jason, or you're going to meet the mean of us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and being in a mean in a mean room with me, that's not fun. And I'm I don't even want to get in a mean room with you. <laughs> no, I remember. Um, funny story, it's kind of personal. Go for it, go I for remember. it. No, no, I had made one of my ex boyfriends mad. <laughs> He's like, I don't even want to talk to you. You scare me. And I'm like, What? Like I'm he's like, I just saw you. I've never seen you so angry. Like and I we had a good conversation after that. We sat like adults, but I was like Wow, like the the madness I was shaking of how mad I was. So the madness of the how f mad I was, he felt it and he was just like cuz I was like lessons. Yeah, he was like <laughs> I was like don't talk to me. He was like okay, <laughs> and he respected it. So like that just switches cuz he's like you could be like the sweetest person ever. I can be like the meanest. I'm never mean unless you like do something to me that hurt me. So if you guys want to see Matt Cindy, let me know. I I I am an specialist on poking people's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poke my buttons because <laughs> they've poked my buttons and they've regretted it. I'm also very emotional, so I'll probably <laughs> cry. But, you know, yeah. it's okay though. We'll, we'll I cry out that. of anger. Do you cry out of anger? No. I'm uh, a, I cry out of anger. I you know what though? Maybe maybe I don't know. I oh. feel like. When it comes to kind of things like this, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I get quiet. Like, worry, mm -hmm. I'm always talking. I'm always talking. Mm -hmm. Worry about me when I'm quiet. Like, if I'm quiet, like, I'm coming up with something. Like, like <laughs> and I can guarantee you when it comes to my transactions too, like, I'm always like, okay, I received this. I, my client said that. But, you know, when it comes to, like, negotiation aspect, I go quiet for three to four hours. Really? And then I'm. You hit them with that. <laughs> and then I come back. I'm like, all right, this is what I need. Let's get it done. And then, you know, like, that's that's kind of what it is. And I feel like for me is I have that mentality of get it all or lose everything. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I let my clients know. Like, I'm very aggressive when it comes to getting you what you want. But trust me, we're going to get what you want. So when it comes to that sense, like, that's what makes us good realtors. Mm -hmm. That That's the turning point. That's what's going to get us back where we need to be with helping others. It's going to be the fact that we're not afraid of making the hard decisions. Yeah. And clients don't see everything in the back end, right? Yeah. Like, mm -mm, like that's the beautiful part about it because <laughs> I was just um, 
we close in this house with this client. Did we just right? skip around and stuff? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we we walked we closed in this house earlier this week, and mm-hmm. the client's like, "Oh my god, Jason, thank you so much, thank you, Tiffany, because you know sh- we did it with her, with my one of my team members." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm like, "You know what? You got to thank this lady right here because she's the one who was yelling at the people at the background." You know, I'm yeah. here yelling at my own people. She's here yelling at some people. And guess what? We managed to get them what they wanted. Which is like the best part because I feel like when you're a good real estate agent, you don't let your clients know how hard it is. And I feel like um, they think it's smooth because you make it smooth. You're like dealing with like all the world <laughs> and they don't understand because you're just doing a great job. So it's like, have you seen that Squidward episode where he comes out with the paper and he's like, I'm done. He's like all like crappy. And (laughs) and it's like, we're like that, but we're well composed. We're showered. We're great to go. And they don't see it, which I think is like, if they didn't know what what we went through, we did a great job. Right, right. So I guess to all my uh, for sale by owners out there, uh, I think now now is a great time to hit me up or Cindy and then let us know how we can take away some of that stress of your house been sitting there for the past year and a half. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) How is is they have not sold in a hot market like this let, let <laughs> us know I'll, I'll get it sold no worries <laughs> yeah i've got it dude i have like really good stories of real of real estate and they're like you'll never i'll, I'll save them because they're but you'll never guess the most disgusting house i've been in. <laughs> we'll talk about that later we'll talk about it after but it's just a podcast we have to do podcasts about houses we've seen yeah yeah for sure i'm, d- I'm definitely down to do that out that appointment <laughs> i mean i got I don't got that many growth stories <laughs> or like just houses that you've seen and you're like oh my god what is this <laughs> okay let's talk about this what was how was your first deal like let's, let's draw it back down my first deal was for she still invites me to go eat and she wants she tried to make me date her son it's actually kind of cute she was like are you single I and i was like <laughs> i don't to get that any clients have cute daughters out there hey <laughs> <laughs> like she was just like are you single and then the daughter was like no Um. (laughs) you don't want to hook her up with our son like she's too much like she's like (laughs) and she was like shut up she can make him better (laughs) i I hear i hear the stories a lot for girl realtors man you guys you guys have it tougher than we do honestly like my props to you guys because safety wise you know it's you know it's things are gonna happen to Mm-hmm. either gender but i feel like for you guys it's more risky because there's a bunch of creeps out there yeah yeah gross. You know, let's, 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 let's be honest let's be honest there's oh, a bunch life. of creeps out there you know so for you guys you guys are literally putting your life on the line every single day you show yeah. up to work i'm <laughs> like hi thanks for not killing me bye <laughs> <laughs> like hey i just showed you this home we did this listing appointment in your house Thanks for not stabbing me and like throwing me in the background somewhere, you know, like. Yeah, I've almost got killed once and it, I literally was crying in the car home. And I was like, think, I swear I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to text my mom goodbye right now. That's how bad it got. And yeah, it was like bad. So horror stories by real estates for real store, for, dun, dun. for real stores, <laughs> for real tours, uh, you know, they're coming. We'll, we'll make country sure accent sticking to you, huh? Accent, <laughs> Realtors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, let me ask you if you have this problem as a bilingual person. Okay. Do you ever just start thinking in Spanish and come out as English, but then it comes out as both? When I'm mad. Yeah, right? When like, I'm mad. Like for me. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> exactly. Like to me, that's kind of what happens. I have so many thoughts in my head, and like they all go in the same time. <laughs> and boom. Speedy you know Gonzalez. I'm like, I'm like putting like three different languages or two different languages in one, and it, it sounds like nothing. Yeah. So that's why I, I tell myself to sometimes dial myself back a little bit and speak. But I speak fast. You know, I have my accent, which people pick up on it. Yeah, they they say I have an accent too, but I don't hear it. I don't either. Like they say I have an accent. We, you know what it is though? I feel like we heard our parents' accent before. And we compare our access to their accent and we're like, no, we're doing we're doing a lot better. <laughs> yeah, like they've told me I have an accent and I'm like, I don't hear it. But they're like, no, se te escucha. And I'm like, yeah. ooh. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I get called no sabo kid a couple of times. Like, no sabo? Yeah, man. My, my Spanish needs work. Like I don't know if my Spanish I think my Spanish could be improved, yes. You'll feel like you'll feel like <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, look, for me, it's kind of like, si estoy alrededor de personas que están hablando español, pues recojo la onda así rápido, ¿no? Yeah. But if I'm speaking with somebody that knows English but knows Spanish and I know that you know both, I'm going to make myself a, a goof in front of you because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be speaking this, switching to that, speaking this, switching to that. So, you know, to wrap it up a little bit here, um, again, this is me. This is Jason uh, and Cindy. We're here. This podcast is going to be more fun and, you know, more out there. Horror stories. Realtor horror stories. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Where's the sound? <laughs> I know we need that sound. Have you seen the, the crudes where it's like the little sloth and it's like, da, da, da. <laughs> With minions. Oh, my God. A minion. We should have a minion feature. Like a minion plushie. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, you know what though? It's because that the sea feels empty. We should just have either a guest or a mini plushie in there. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so wrapping it back up. This is Jason, Cindy. So, thanks for coming to our podcast today. Hearing us, hopefully, you learn a little bit about ourselves. Being able to start this great chapter with you guys is definitely going to be something that is going to be fun. Yeah. But interesting, but at the same time, hopefully it's able to inspire some of you. Uh, we are going to talk about some real estate things along with our stories, along with fellow stories of people here in Vegas who have made it. And that is going to be really the changing point for this because that's what it's about. It's going to be about helping our community grow. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for this podcast, to be honest. I feel like our community needs change and and maybe we'll inspire one person as long as we inspire one person like jason has said it makes a life difference so i'm very excited to start this podcast i can't wait i'm going to talk about my horror stories as a realtor as a woman in real estate and hopefully inspire other women to be real estate agents talk about my story talk about generational wealth talking about breaking chains just all that great stuff i can't wait for you guys to listen to it and hear you guys' feedback so excited this is the kitchen sink with cindy and jason hey (laughs) catch you guys next time